You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! around we don't waste time over here at his hard line let's go Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. 
You are tuned in to the His Hardline Podcast, where we ignite independent and accurate thought, break the chains and shackles of mental bondage, challenge societal norms, and traverse through the timeless teachings of our Heavenly Father. Join us as we liberate minds and embrace the uh, power of great awakening while embracing true sovereignty. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at my side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He's at the helm behind the wheel and in the captain's chair steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters in this storm that we call life. So welcome to his our line. Today's reading will be out of the book of Matthew chapter 15 and today's show titled is called May They Rot in Hell. Daily disclaimer, please be advised that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, which means do not take your legal advice from me. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Jural Assembly in good lawful standing, I am not the official face or voice of the national state or county assembly. And I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless it's in self-defense of me and my family. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements on this platform are solely my own and for educational and entertainment purposes only. So again, welcome to His Art Line, ladies and gentlemen. Hope everybody had a good Christmas. Hope everybody got what you were asking for. Hope Santa treated you well. And your family didn't drive you nuts. Tell you what, it was chaos at my mother-in-law's house. Oh my gosh, was it chaos. Not in a bad way, but man, we had a lot of people in a, in a very... In a very confined space, you know, my mother-in-law doesn't have what you would call the biggest house. Like it's a decent-sized house, but man, when you when you cram in, I think. Let me think about this for a second. I think we had 30, 35 people, maybe there about at least thirty people. When you count all the kids and adults, and oh my gosh, it was just so many people. And then of course you got kids that are running around in the house that shouldn't be running around because they're like the size of linebackers for the football team. But man, oh man, it was uh, quite, quite, quite the crazy scene. So, wonder if your your family vacation, your family Christmas was like that. So, speaking of Christmas, though, I did want to play. Uh, I did want to play a couple of my favorite clips. So every every time this time of year, every year this time of year, I always have to watch two of the. I always have to watch these movies. Okay, I always have to watch these movies now. Before, before, and I know we're going to have limited audience today because it's, you know, people are still probably traveling. They're probably still having family time. I was actually debating whether or not I was going to go back in the air until February, to be honest with you, because, you know, Christmas time, everybody's busy. But I'm like, nah, I can't do that. I can't do that. But I'll give you guys. So for those that are in the chat, if you can get, try to put in your guesses on the two movies that I have to watch. And they're classics, okay? They're classics. It's nothing stupid, right? Nothing that just came out within the last year. I'm talking timeless classics. Um, put in the chat if, if you can guess it. I'll give I'll give you guys about like 30 seconds. But yeah, I tell you, every year, every year, I always have to watch these movies. Uh, one particularly, I have to watch every Christmas Eve because when I used to live with my dad, and we had cable TV or whatever you want to call it, cable or satellite or whatever. Um, you know, I think, what, what was it? TBS. I think that's what it was. TBS. We would always um, watch this movie because it would, it would play for 24 hours on Christmas Day on TBS. Maybe I'm giving it, giving it away if you're a TV watcher, but yeah. So, um, somebody here, so Nance, let's see. So April is guessing it's a good life. 
Uh, there is somebody else here that says, uh, also guessed it's a good life or it's a wonderful life. And then somebody, uh, said a Christmas story. That's a very good guess. Um, so, uh, it, the, it's a good life or the wonderful life one. Um, that is not one of them, but whoever guessed a Christmas story, that is one of them. And there is another one and I'll give you a hint on the other movie. Okay. Um, they take a lot of vacations. They take a lot of vacations. Can you guess the movie? Can you guess the movie? I know somebody knows it. Christmas story is one of them. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, that's right. National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. There it is. Yes. <laughs> now, if you have kids, anybody that's listening on the download side, um, I would highly caution you. Yes, this is typically a family-friendly uh, podcast, and I will be doing a reading out of Matthew chapter 15. There's nothing too crazy. I'm going to play a couple clips, one clip from a Christmas story. It's a montage of you'll shoot your eye out. And then I'm going to play another clip of my other favorite Christmas movie, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So uh, here's, the here's the first one. This is so classic. You know, the whole Red Rider BB gun. You remember this story, right? For those of you out there that, you know, watch Christmas movies, uh, this might bring back memories. Christmas. Horrified, I heard myself blurted out. I want an official Red Rider carbon action 200 range ball air rifle. Ooh. No. Shoot your eye out. Oh no, it was the classic mother <laughs> BB gun block. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. BB guns are dangerous. I don't want anybody shooting his eye out. Oh no. You'll shoot your eye out? My mother must have gotten the Miss Shields. There could be no other explanation. <laughs> you shoot your eye out! You'll shoot your eye out! <laughs> no, no, I want an official red under cover and I should do it to get my leg rifle. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. No! Oh my God, I shot my eye out. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You'll shoot your eye out. Oh, Ralphie, you be careful out there. Don't shoot your eye out. <laughs> so that, of course, is kind of a, <clears throat> a montage clip of, of all the, uh, of, of, You'll shoot your eye out from a Christmas story. Now, here's the other one. Now, this one has a little bit of colorful language, nothing too crazy. There's no F-bombs in it, but there is an A-word and an S-word. This happens to be my second, uh, I'd say first or second favorite scene, most favorite scene in this movie, National Lampoon's Vacation. And cut two. Any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me? I have one. Hmm. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. 
And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, <laughs> overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> That right there is my most favorite scene right there. I love <laughs> He just goes off, just goes off on a rampage. And if for some of you, if you haven't seen that movie, uh, Sparky is his name in the movie. He realizes that his, uh, he thinks that his Christmas bonus is not coming in and he's getting some sort of, you know, fruit, fruit of the month, uh, jelly of the month, uh, whatever the heck it was called, you know, thing where you get this thing, you know, every month instead of like a big cash bonus, like he was expecting. And man, I tell you what, 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 a, <laughs> what a good movie. I, I'm sorry, but that's a classic, just a timeless classic. But anyway, so, um, so I, again, I hope everybody had a good Christmas and, uh, you know, you guys didn't have uh, a Chevy chase moment and, you know, have a major breakdown. <laughs> I tell you, if it could go wrong for him in that movie, it would, I mean, that right there shows you a class, you know, the classic example of like, if, you know, tree going up in smoke, all the family members coming over and driving you nuts and just, you know, just trying to figure out sleeping arrangements and just, oh my. Yeah, the annoying cousin that comes with this, you know, snotty dog. And the dog was named Snots. I mean, man, what a classic movie. Anyway, good movie. It's good stuff. Good stuff. So anyway, I hope everybody had a good Christmas. So in case I didn't say it live on the air last time, Merry Christmas. And uh, I hope uh, you guys didn't stuff your faces too bad. So uh, the next clip I want to play um, was sent to me by Destry. Okay, now this was sent to me by Destry uh, via text, um, and it's about a one-minute clip, and it's from the And We Know podcast, okay? Now, I don't really listen to that very often, but he does. He listens to everything, and he sent this clip to me. He goes, uh, fast forward to this minute, Mark. He's talking about uh, the 20th requisition right here. Now, he obviously doesn't use the word 20th requisition because um, – whatever his name is. I forgot what his name is, but the, the, the host on and we know has no idea. Uh, LT. Yes. LT. Yep. LT has no idea about the, um, about the assembly, at least not to my knowledge. He doesn't discuss it directly, but he does discuss something regarding Starlink. And he actually, uh, brings up something very, very, uh, quite interesting that Destry thought would be worthy to play on the air. So I'm going to play it right now. Cut number three. Before we close out today, Freedom Force Battalion showed us this. I thought it was pretty cool. The Starlink, very interesting um, connection that he played out here. Uh, Wyatt said, five-year Delta today, Starlink changed their icon picture today to a black eye. Well, the interesting thing about the changing of this was it happened five years, to, excuse me, uh, five-year Delta, five years to the day the black eye was changed. Well, we talk about reports of a power grid attack and six months prep and it should be disregarded. Why? Somebody asked, should we be prepping for some kind of shutdown? They said, while attacks do occur, we are safeguarded by a black eye. Well, Starlink happens to have a black eye on it. 
And uh, that black eye was changed five years to the day, December 12th, 2018 to December 12th, 2023. Boom, boom, boom. You just know. Very interesting. And so I thought, uh, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. So what, you know, so when, when, when Destry sent that to me, he said, uh, by the way, what he's talking about right here, this has everything to do with the 20th, you know, 20th requisition. Um, and so he, like I said, he makes a comment though here, um, about how, you know, it's not necessary to prep. Now, even though our infrastructure does face attacks, okay, we, you know, and that, you know, according to what this guy was saying, that we are safeguarded by, by Starlink, right, by this black eye, um, I'm still going to maintain a firm stance on always have reserves when it comes to your preparations, because no matter how safeguarded we may be, um, look, things are still going to occur, right? Things will still happen. And I would rather live on the philosophy of I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not happen. You know, because remember, like like Chris in Michigan here, he 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 shares the same communistic state that I live in here in Michigan, and we get these things that come across the lake and from the north that Canada likes to push down our way, um, which I think is you know pretty much crap rolling downhill. I think it starts all the way up in Alaska, up there in Destry Land, and he throws these big winter storms all the way from the north and brings them right all the way down here. But we get these things called blizzards and snowstorms. So, you know, just in our state alone, you know, with the potential ice and the down power lines, you want to have reserves and preparations always just for that. You have to prepare depending on what state you're in and prepare accordingly for the state you're in and for the type of emergency you could encounter. Now, who knows? We could be safeguarded by this um, black eye, which is, uh, you know, a symbol for Starlink. And I hope that is the case. But either way, still be prepared. Now, this next audio clip I want to play is something I also want to make sure I play because I want any and all females any and all ladies who listen to this show and who have family members that are ladies to really hear this warning and to always be aware of your surroundings. I cannot stress this enough and need I remind you that my wife and daughter have had similar near encounters uh, like this story that you're going to hear from this girl at our local Walmart in Grand Haven and at our grocery store around the corner from our house. Um, listen, listen up and listen to this. Being a woman in this world is so fucking terrifying. Sometimes I just left Walmart. Okay. And the entire time I was in there, the entire time I felt like I was being followed. There were two men watching everything I was doing. Every aisle I would go in, like they were somehow there. I went to the bathroom. They were the first people I saw when I came out and I'm a really paranoid person. So I thought I was just being paranoid. But I told a worker, I was like, I think I'm being followed. I don't know if there's anything you guys can do about this. And he was like, there's not, like, they're not doing anything wrong. I was like, awesome. But something in my gut was just like, you need to leave. Like, you have to leave. So I put my car back. I put my stuff back. I'm like, I'll just come tomorrow. And I start leaving. I start walking to my car. I don't see them. I'm like, okay, it's not a big deal. I'm sitting in my car, right, in the parking lot. I'm on the phone. My doors are locked. I'm on the phone with my friend. I was, like, telling her what happened. And I see the two men walk out and they're with a girl and they were not with the girl in the store the entire 30 minutes I was in there. 
and I just had like a really bad feeling, right? I'm like, I don't think this girl knows them. Like something isn't right. So in my head, I'm like, Lauren, think about your safety, stay in the fucking car. But in my heart, I'm like, what if that girl needs your help, right? So I got out of the car and I went straight up to the girl. It was like adrenaline took over. And I was like, do you know these men? And she said, they told me they hit my car in the parking lot and they wanted me to come see the damage. Oh, I was like, girl, I was just in Walmart for 30 minutes and they were in there. They didn't hit your car. I literally said that. And she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and these two guys are standing there and I can tell they're getting fucking nervous. And I said, let's go back inside. I'm going to grab a worker. And those two men disappeared, fucking disappeared. Like when I tell you I'm shaking. So this is just your reminder. Be aware of your fucking surroundings. And even if someone does actually hit your car in a parking lot, go out with a worker to go see it. Okay. Because wow. you're not safe. Listen okay, up. so first off, I do apologize for the F-bombs. There is no way I, that I could bleep that out um, because I, I couldn't remember exactly where they were placed. But that is a very real and a very serious warning that I wanted to make sure that I played. So this was a girl on TikTok that was sharing this, you know, this, this account. Um, very scary stuff, okay? It's very, very scary. And again, my apologies. I hope you guys forgive me. My apologies for the F-bombs from the video, but... You know, this is a very real thing. And let me tell you something that Jason does. Okay. Now, first off, <clears throat> my wife and daughter, again, I've, you've, I've told you guys this before. Um, they, they've had similar encounters. They've been followed. Now, thankfully, my wife is very, very much aware and um, obviously very much armed. And, you know, but still, you're never really, truly 100% prepared for a moment like that, because unless you do mental exercises, which I don't know if she does or doesn't, I, I mean, I think she does actually, as a matter of fact, because she strategically parks in a certain way and, you know, in the parking lot and she's very much aware of her surroundings. So I think she probably does do mental exercises, but I don't think she runs through them all. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I try to, and I don't think I've covered any, every, in, you know, all scenarios, but that being said, always know who's around you look at cars when you're walking in or out of a store see if people are watching you through the windshields or back windows of your cars let me tell you what jason does let me tell you what yours truly does when i'm by myself or with my family and we're walking into a public setting especially a grocery store i'm typically glancing in general just to know you know where my what my surroundings are like but more importantly, I'm always watching out for any women, especially women with children. And I'm always kind of watching around them, not specifically them, them, but watching around them to see if anybody is stalking them and watching them. And if I find that somebody is acting very creepy and they are um, they're, they've got their sights on that target, then I'm going to be paying very heavy, close attention to them. And it's going to be about to be a bad day for them. If I see them creeping up and watching, you know, this woman and their children or child or whatever. And let me tell you, if there's anybody out there that happens to listen to this podcast and you are a creeper pedophile, you know, predator, just know 
that there is a lot of people that listen to this podcast that probably are just like in the same mindset as me. There are a lot of us out there that watch out for others like single women with children at, at in public settings. And just know when you think you aren't being watched from 40 yards away, you might be very well surprised. So you better watch your ass and leave the women and children alone because we will hunt you down for trying to hunt innocent women and children down. And you will be brought down. You will be brought down. Now, let's get into the reading. Matthew chapter, tw- uh, not 24, Matthew chapter 14. Okay. And it reads, and I'm reading, I believe this is the New King James Version Bible, I believe. That's what I believe that is. Okay. Now, at that time, Herod, the tetrarch, the tetrarch heard, I hope I, re- I pronounced that right, heard the report about Jesus and said to his servants, this is John the Baptist. And he is risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him, and put him in prison for sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. And because John had said to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude, because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Therefore, he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. So she, having been prompted by her mother, said, Give me John the Baptist's head on a platter. And the king was sorry, nevertheless, because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him. He commanded it to be given to her. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. Then his disciples came and took away the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. Now when Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard uh, heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to the heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of fragrant fragments that remained. Now, those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Now, immediately Jesus also, or excuse me, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Now, when he sent to the multitudes away, and when he sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea and tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. 
But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me, or excuse me, yeah, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent, it, they sent out into all that surrounding region and brought to him all who were sick and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it, as, and as many as touched it were made perfectly well. And that is the reading of Matthew chapter 15. So I'm just kind of scrolling through, scrolling through uh, some, some comments here real quick. Just kind of doing some reading. Let's see. Chris was, Chris in Michigan was saying back to the whole protecting women and watching your surroundings. He says, I literally sneak up on my wife every chance I get just to show her how easy it is. You know, that's a very good exercise albeit a bit of a scary one, but I think I should probably do that once in a while because that is a very easy, that, that is actually a really good idea um, to really show exactly how easy it is. You know, I might try that now that Katie's not listening uh, live on the air. I might try that because we meet each other oftentimes at the grocery store. Um, you know, when I get out of work, I might try that actually just to see if I can pull, you know, get one over on her. Uh, Liz and Ellis says, Chris in Michigan, at a store, you might get punched. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that is funny. Um, let's see here. Uh, this is kind of continuing reading. Uh, let's see here. These phones are one of the biggest enemies in your life. So many people park and then check whatever text they've received or whatever update Facebook. Yeah. You're looking at your phone while somebody's approaching your vehicle and they're in. Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, um, <laughs> that's absolutely true. You know, you, you get so many people that are constantly looking down and they're not even paying attention to their surroundings because they're just too focused on what's in that digital box of theirs called that smartphone. Right. It, that's the other thing that kind of bugs me about people. Um, and when I say bugs me about people, bugs me about their, you know, for them, for their safety, when I see people running, especially early in the morning or late at night, right? And they're jogging and they have their AirPods on listening to music. That is the most unsafe thing you can do is have an earpiece that hinders your, your sense of hearing to know when danger is creeping up on you. Because at this point, you're pretty much like a horse with blinders on. Yes, your eyes are open, but you're only seeing what's directly in front of you. And maybe depending on how good your peripheral vision is only a little bit to the side. You don't know what's coming up behind you. And therefore you need to rely on that wonderful, miraculous sense of hearing. <clears throat> so anyway, but yeah, Chris says it's very easy to hide behind the B pillar, uh, uh, behind a pillar and a vehicle while you're approaching it. And if you can't see the driver's face, they can't see you. That's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. So, uh, back to Matthew. Um, so in this, um, in this book that we just read, in this book of Matthew chapter 15, 
Uh, the chapter is centered around, obviously, tragedy and also divine miracles. And we observe a very complicated tapestry of the nature uh, behind man, right? And the nature of the unwavering grace of God. Now, in the story of John the Baptist um, and his unjust death, it depicts the collision of power, pride, and also human weakness. Herod was swayed by selfish promises and made a grave decision that was driven by pride, uh, considering the company that he kept and leading it, which basically ultimately led to John's uh, death. And yet in the face of this darkness, right, there emerges that unwavering light of truth because John's dedication to truth and righteousness stood firm and it echoed the courage uh, to speak against wrongdoing, regardless of the cost, regardless of the cost. And contrasting to this is the miraculous feeding of the multitudes that we read here in that deserted place. And Jesus, you know, displays that uh, compassion and, 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 and displays the provisions from a meager offering. He provides abundantly showcasing his power of divine multiplication, right? The multiplication of the fish and the loaves of bread. And his act of nourishing both body and soul becomes a testament to his boundless compassion. And so in the middle of all that chaos, right? When the disciples were in the boat, Jesus walks on that stormy sea and he reveals his mastery over nature. And when the disciples turned and they saw him walking on water, they were, they were, their, their fears turned into absolute awe as they witnessed his, his presence amidst the, these, this chaotic scene where you got storm and the waves just crashing all around him. And Peter's brief walk on the water obviously spoke volumes about faith and the human struggle with doubt. And it's a reminder that even in the face of miracles, doubt can sway us very, very heavily. I mean, how many of you have seen something miraculous happen before you, but yet for some reason your eyes won't allow you to believe it? I mean, and that's exactly what Jesus was saying and what he meant when he said, oh, you have little faith. I mean, Peter got out of the boat. He was even walking. He started walking. I mean, literally walking on water like Jesus. And for some reason, he's still with Jesus being right there in front of him, still allowed fear to take him over. And that's when he said, oh, you of little faith. Why do you, why are you doubting? I'm right here in front of you. Why are you doubting me? Why? But again, doubt, just like fear, it's a tool that the devil uses in our mind. And this collection of events that we read about here, it I think invites us to reflect on the interplay of human weakness and divine grace. And it highlights the choices that we often make on a daily basis and the courage to stand for truth and the depth of faith, along with the immense capacity of God's love and provision 
while we're in the middle of life's chaotic storms. And so I would say we need to do our best to find the courage to stand for truth, no matter how hard it is, no matter what the cost. I mean, would you be able to honestly stand up for solid truth, even if it meant you even literally, quite literally losing your own head and being beheaded? You know, we need to have that faith to weather our own doubts and the humility to recognize the boundless grace that surrounds us in our darkest moments. And so I would say we need to do our best to seek to be the vessels of compassion and the bearers of truth in a world that's clouded by a lot of pride and fear. And, and, and you and I both know this world is clouded by a ton of pride, a ton of fear, and a ton of doubt. There is a lot of doubters out there. And so these passages, I think, offer a very profound reflection on, on you know, reflections on courage, faith, and divine provision. And again, the interplay between human actions and divine grace, encouraging us to contemplate our responses to adversity and the depth of our faith, along with the recognition of God's presence in the middle of life's trials. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick, short little break, about 30 seconds. I'm just going to take a quick drink of water, and then we're going to get into the other side of the podcast here. And again, it's titled, May They Rot in Hell. And yes, that was part of uh, one of the last lines of Donald John Trump's um, truth uh, post that he did uh, just a day or two ago. So we're going to get into that. I got a lot of audio clips to play, and uh, we'll be right back. Okay, we are back. We are back. So again, if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is the His Hardline podcast. You can find the website, hisheartline.com. It's www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about your general general assemblies, you can go to www.hisheartline.com national-assembly.net that's national-assembly.net all right so donald trump had a post that he posted on true social and it said it said let me pull it up right here it says merry christmas to all including crooked joe biden's only hope deranged jack smith the out-of-control lunatic who just hired 
outside attorneys fresh from the swamp, unprecedented, to help him with his poorly executed witch hunt against Trump and MAGA included also our world leaders, both good and bad, but none of which are as evil and sick as the thugs as uh, that we have inside our country who, with their open borders, inflation, Afghanistan surrender, green new scam, high taxes, no energy independence, woke military, Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Iran, all electric car lunacy, and so much more are looking to destroy our once great USA. May they rot in hell again. Merry Christmas. Now, I don't know about you, but that seems pretty, pretty, pretty uh, strongly worded. May they rot in hell. It's almost as if some of them are already executed. I mean, that's just my guess, but hey, Again, that's just a guess. I highly encourage you to do your own research and do your own digging. Okay. I don't know that to be fact, but it is very interesting choice of words. Now, I got a few audio pieces I'm going to play here. Um, let's get into this first one. I don't know. I think this is called the Benny show. Let's, let's listen to this about two minute clip. Um, let's just, we're just going to start diving headfirst into this. Uh, Congressman, you represent the state of Tennessee. Marsha Blackburn has been completely blackballed in the Senate for asking for these flight logs to be released and for this client list to be released. It seems like now you are fighting with her uh, in the House. Why the protection mechanism? And more importantly, um, you mentioned recently in an interview that there may be some members of Congress who are personally compromised by this oh. and they don't want the truth to get out. Can you expound on that? Yeah, 100%. You got powerful people and they write the big checks. Well, let's be honest. And powerful people in this country, they write the big checks. And they, you know, they're the ones out on the tarmac when the president comes and visits and, and whichever party they're in. They always either out on the tarmac or in the private room. They're the ones that write the big checks. They don't care who's in. They hate this country. They hate what we're about, but they love their portfolios and they love their money more than they do anything else. And they protect it and they protect the people that that do that. And by doing so, you know, the old honeypot, the Russians do that. And I'm sure members of Congress have been caught up. Why in the world would, would good conservatives vote for crazy stuff like what we've been seeing out of Congress? It's how it works. You're visiting, you're out of the country or out of town or you're in a motel or bar at, in D.C. and some whatever you're you're into women or men or whatever comes up and they're very attractive and they're laughing at your jokes and, and they, and you're buying them a drink. Next thing you know, you're in the motel room with them naked. And next thing you know, you know, you're about to make a key vote and what happens? Some well-dressed person comes up and whispers in your ear, Hey man, there's tapes out on you. Were you in a motel room on whatever with whoever? And then you're like, uh Oh, and said, you really ought not be voting for this thing. And, you know, and what do they do? It's human nature. And, um, you know, no man or no woman actually is an island and they know what to get at. You know, if it's women, drugs, booze, it'll find you in D.C. and in most elected offices. And that's what people of power and influence do. And it's just, you know, I've been in this game my whole life. I spent 16 years in the state legislature in Tennessee and eight years. Uh, Congress. Yeah. And so there you go. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we're getting down to um, January 1st, 
right? And that judge issued to see, what was it? The list, all right? The top 100 clients of Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, you know, top client list. Now, I've posted a video on YouTube and I've shared it on Telegram and True Social. Now, the list, I did a video. The list that I shared, I received a year ago from Destry. Now, it's a list that's not up to date with 2023 contacts. It is officially Jeffrey Epstein's list, that uh, his black book. Now, it's not the flight logs, but it is a black book of contacts from 2005. Now, that is accurate. And you're going to see on there, I've went through the entire list. Alec Baldwin is on there. Joan Rivers was on there. Um, all anybody with a Rockefeller or Rothschild name was on there. Richard Branson was on there. And yes, I will say Donald Trump's information was on there. Now, that doesn't mean he was on the flight logs. Okay. That doesn't mean he flew down to Epstein Island, but he was on one of Epstein's, you know, client, uh, you, you know, on his, in his black book, but it's no secret. We've seen Trump at some of his um, at Jeffrey Epstein's, um, you know, videos at some of his places here stateside. Now, again, that's not to be confused that Trump was involved in Epstein's nastiness, because again, if that was the case, Trump would not be in the position that he's in. Um, cause again, he's never been on any of his, on his flights. None of that. There has been no compromising videos, not, not to my knowledge anyways, but basically Trump, I believe Trump has been at the, at the forefront of this this giant sting as Dave from X 22 often says, because this is literally, I think one of the largest sting operations that is occurring. And of course, like any undercover agent, you have to appear as if you are an ally of the enemy. Right. And so that's what I think Trump was doing. Commander in chief Trump was doing. He was going undercover as an agent to help bring these scumbags down. Now, let's listen to this next piece. I found this on TikTok. Listen to this. Very, very interesting. What did I tell you was coming in 2024? Big names, biting the dust, Vin Diesel, Oprah, even Bishop Jakes. Why is this happening, my people? I mean, I have the video proving in my predictions for 2024, the fall of the gate holders, the fall of major names is coming. It's going to serve as a big distraction, but also the devil is collecting. He's no longer hiding and he is collecting those that have made deals with him. I have a right to speak on this as an ambassador for human trafficking of children. An author who wrote a book about this got published by a real publishing agency. My greatest passion in life, the reason I exist, is for this moment when we get to see behind the Wizard of Oz curtain, baby. Okay? Oh, get ready, my people. The big, the big stuff is coming. It's coming. I'm telling you, nothing can stop what's coming. Yeah, nothing can stop what is coming. And I think 2024 is about to really short circuit a lot of people's brains. Um, I, I really believe that because, you know, I mean, 
we're already seeing, like I said, we'll, we'll see what comes about in the first week of 2024, you know, with this top 100 list of names that's supposed to be released. But supposedly there are some people that are on that list, some Jane Doe's or John Doe's that were requesting to uh, not let their names be made public. But what did Q say all the time? What did we read on Q? They will not be able to walk down the street. These people will not be able to walk down the street. And I think that point is coming very soon. Here's another audio piece. Here in lower Manhattan, and this is where Judge Loretta Preska has ordered that January 1st release date of more than 170 names associated with a civil lawsuit that was settled uh, some time ago here. Uh, but many of those names that will be released are Jeffrey Epstein's close friends, associates, and some of his victims. Now, the judge is also allowing those individuals uh, who would like to keep their names concealed or redacted uh, to file an appeal to make their case before the release of those names in less than two weeks. Now, many of those names that will come out certainly are known and notable, including uh, former presidents, but they are all part of a now settled civil lawsuit against Ghislaine Maxwell brought by Virginia. I tell you, whenever I see Epstein's face, it, it, I, I really literally want to put my fist through the screen and just, I, I cannot stand this man, smug, arrogant looking, nasty demon face. I just want to throat stomp the crap out of him for all the hell that he has unleashed on innocent women and children and possibly men, you know, and little boys. I don't know. We'll just say mankind as a whole. He's unleashed so much hell. And I hope he does rot in hell. Now, I want to read a post from the White Hats Q page off of Telegram. I believe this was dropped uh, December 22nd. And this is what it reads. Lawyer up. Epstein exposure has DC elites in panic and they are getting their lawyers ready. Now the music industry and big time executives are getting their lawyers ready along with Hollywood executives and elites. Everyone is in panic over Epstein logs, but they are also being told a bigger investigation into Epstein is taking place behind the scenes and massive force of power is going to legally expose Epstein gate, connected pedophilia, CIA, Hollywood, music industry, blackmail, pedophilia, human trafficking, extortion, control. Most people following Q and other truthers already knew this was coming, and I have been giving this info through the growing storm and what's behind ha, been happening behind the scenes. Right now, behind the scenes, P. Diddy, also known formally as Puff Daddy, uh, the exec execution, I, uh, the executive icon who runs large operations in New York City, connected to the music industry, money laundering, extortion, human trafficking, sex ring. Kill Rings is also lawyering up. As the Epstein saga begins with the dropping of the logs, major panic is happening. New York music industry that will later connect to the full U.S. music industry, CIA, Rockefellers, Ops, and DARPA. I have been warning and dropping drops on this event happening. The current panic happening is the takedown of Sean P. Diddy Combs and all the information that is already coming out from his involvement of killing Tupac 
which was also a CIA psychological operation to start a war in the black communities of the East and West Coast regions that led to some of the most evil gangster rap killing songs that inspired generations of young hip hop teens to kill and go into mind controlled CIA operations of using music to seduce children into criminal gang killings, drug selling gang mentality and illicit uh, illegal illicit activities. These CIA projects were designed <clears throat> in the 80s to bring about mass imprisonment of black youths by the millions to fill the largest privately owned prison system in the world, which were created here in the U.S. Top music executives, music producers, and distributions were largely part of unknown CIA deep state military industrial complex operations to install hate music, crime music, gangster killing music to bring into a new era of growing racism among blacks, police, white communities, and government fractions, which all affected huge parts of already controlled CIA black neighborhood hoods that were issued drugs through CIA operations and gun weapons trade smuggling ring through CIA operations on black neighborhoods for decades. Now with the full control of the music industry, the CIA operations intentionally created killing wars between the West and East coast and moved a massive pedophile ring, human trafficking ring through the entertainment industry. And all this is connected to the CIA Rockefeller subsidiary companies and associates Epstein. P. Diddy is connected to major killings in the U.S., a pedophile ring that included churches and pastors. And right now there is major panic as info constantly drops through the music industry and everyone is lawyering up. Sean P. Diddy Combs has massive evidence against the CIA, music industry, and against the elite Catholic sector and government agencies that they were all involved in pedophilia, human trafficking, killings, a satanic industrial industry loyal to a global agenda elitist major panic in dc cia rings as sean p diddy combs has a kill switch information videos recording statements money accounts full data and terabytes of information that he saved over 30 years he saved all this information in case one day they tried to kill him or the cia would was would try to blame him for the music industry industry corruption panic 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 in D.C., Hollywood, music industry as the Epstein saga unravels. N.C.S.W.I.C. Nothing can stop what is coming. Hmm. Sure sounds like military alliance operations are moving steadily forward as planned. And I have been telling you, dear patriots, these events would happen. Join at White Hat's Q. And that is the end of the post. Now, there seems to be a very significant stir, according to this post, right behind the scenes, uh, related to the ex Epstein exposure. And the release of these names by this judge, right? And particularly, again, within influential circles like the music industry and Hollywood, not to mention the government elites. And there is a heavy anticipation of a larger investigation, which I think has already been underway and has been underway for quite some time, that's going to unveil and, and, and unravel these connections between Epstein and pedophilia. And the CIA's involvement and control over various industries like the music and entertainment industry. And P. Diddy is reported reportedly involved in various illicit activities, including ties to killings and pedophile rings and possessing evidence against the CIA and music industry elites. And this information, I think, if accurate, and I think it is accurate, is going to have very far-reaching implications and will lead to a serious panic among those that are implicated. And all I have to say to that is good. Good. They're not going to get any sympathy from me here either. 
They've made their bed. Let them freaking sleep in it. Here's another audio piece I want to play. Let's say 11 days. You happen to see rich and powerful men like just digging holes. Very probably uh, big enough for them to try to hide into. Uh, I think I might know why. Because as you might have seen, a judge actually just ordered the name of over 150 of Jeffrey Epstein's associates to be unsealed on January 1st. Right, so the ball in Times Square is not the only thing dropping. Though notably, while this is big news, you have places like ABC News kind of trying to temper expectations. Noting this is not going to be just like a monster list. Saying that some of these names may have just been included in depositions or emails. Because the names this are coming from documents tied to a lawsuit against Ghislaine Maxwell, which notably was settled back in 2017. The Associated Press adding that the names will likely include victims, litigation witnesses, Epstein's employees, and yes, some people with at least a passing connection to the scandal. The judge also saying some names should remain under lock to protect the identity of those who were minors at the time they were abused. And also noting that some of the people on this list have already given interviews or been tied publicly to this in other ways, which was actually part of the decision to publish it. Right, so you have the likes of BBC News saying sweaty Betty Prince Andrew expected to be on the list. But ultimately, you know, until it actually comes out, it's unclear how many major revelations there would be. Right now, all we really know is that anyone who objects to having their name published has around two weeks to appeal. And until then, it remains to be seen if this is going to be a bombshell or uh, kind of a, a regurgitation of things we already knew. But follow to stay in the loop. Yeah, I hope it's not going to be a regurgitation. I can't even talk. A regurgitation of things that we already knew. And I don't think it will be, but um, I, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, somebody was saying right here, uh, that's right. And none of these names should be redacted either. That's right. Uh, Liz was saying right here, amen, expose them all, make sure that they suffer like they made their victims suffer. Absolutely. Uh, Chris in Michigan actually was posting in here breaking. This was from general MC news from telegram, multiple billionaires and Joe Biden are now building underground bunkers. Kind of like what Mark Zuckerberg is doing out there in, uh, Hawaii. Very, uh, kind of a little interesting. Don't you think? Um, let's see here. Oh, I was just reading something here. Um, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it, it and I, I want to ask you where the hell has Will Smith been? Do you, do you, did you guys remember watching a video of him in the Arctic? Now I think it could have been CGI because maybe he's already executed because he's another one of those scumbags that needs a rotten hell. But do you remember him? Uh, there was a video of him walking in Antarctica. Anybody remember that? I, ever since that video, and I think him being supposedly at that, uh, what is it? That, that comedy, that, that award ceremony where he slapped the hell out of, uh, what's his name? I can't even remember his name. I don't even pay attention. I don't care to remember names, but where he slapped that other dude on stage because he made a joke about his wife. Yeah. I have not seen or heard about Will Smith in a long, long time. Where's he been? I mean, where's Bernie Sanders been? Where has he been? <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of people that have gone very, very quiet. Where's Ashton Kutcher been? Yeah, Tom Hanks, that's another one. He's like the king pedophile freak demon sicko. Where have all these people been? Where's Kevin Spacey? Has anybody seen Kevin Spacey? Where has he been? Anybody know where Alec Baldwin's at? Not that I care, but, you know, think about it. These people are generally very egocentric, and they like to be in the spotlight all the time. Where are they? Liz says, all burning in the basement. I agree. They're in that lake of fire. That's why I think in Trump's post, 
that he just did a day or two ago saying in capital letters, may they rot in hell. May they rot in hell. My mom was just saying Kevin Spacey just had an interview with Tucker Carlson, I think. Now, that could be. Now, there's a video that I'm going to drop on YouTube. Now, I'm not there. Now, again, keep in mind, folks, always do your own research and do your own digging. But supposedly, according to Real Raw News, and yes, I know Real Raw News says that some of the information could be satirical, but they've changed their disclaimer multiple times because once upon a time, it did say that some or all of their information could be true. Okay. So I still think Real Raw News drops nuggets of truth in there. But in there, they were saying how Katie Hobbs was arrested and they did tribunals on her and she was recently hung or hanged on December 25th. Okay, Katie Hobbs out of Arizona. Now, there was a time back in September where she disappeared. And I'm making a point back to the whole Kevin Spacey being on an interview with Tucker. There was an interview that or uh, there was a point in time back in September with K Katie Hobbs where she disappeared for a day and Fox news reported that she was, um, that she, that she had resigned her, her position as governor. And then of course she all, you know, there's all these other news agencies coming out saying, Oh, that's not true. That's not true. She went to go meet with some people in DC and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, she, she never resigned her position. She, she, she's still governor. She's still governor, but she disappeared for one day. Now, you know what I think. Now, this is just a thought. They swapped her out. They have somebody in her place with a mask on. Jason, come on. That's ridiculous. Nobody is playing Katie Hobbs with a mask. Don't be so sure. Go on YouTube or go on TikTok, whichever one you prefer, and type in CIA masked. Like M A S K S, like you know, face mask, like not the diapers, but like um, costume mask, CIA mask. You have no idea the type of technology that the government has that they can make some. They can make a woman disguised as a man that the president knows very close in his own circle, and pass through secret service and be able to get into the oval office and sit down and take the mask off revealing who they really are they have masks out there that can be very very real so was it really kevin spacey talking with tucker carlson or a cgi generated or somebody behind a kevin spacey mask just like katie hobbs is she really the real Katie Hobbs that was uh, just volunteering just a day or two ago, uh, you know, passing out meals to senior citizens, or is it somebody else in a Katie Hobbs mask? Somebody was just saying, yes, think Mission Impossible. Absolutely right about the mask. Liz says, that's right. My, uh, um, uh, That's what Bob and I were just saying, Mission Impossible. Uh, Chris in Michigan was just saying Mike Adams played a clip where his voice was AI generated and it was spot on just about couldn't tell them apart. They have this technology folks to CGI faces, voices, your speech patterns, everything. Don't think they can't take all that information and create a digital you, whether audible or visual.
They have that ability. So when you think you're seeing somebody on TV, it might not really be them. Like Katie Hobbs, like Kevin Spacey, like Joe Biden. Here's another uh, another audio piece I want to play. Well, was tasked with having enough girls to keep up with Epstein's massive sexual appetite, telling prosecutors, quote, when I was finished, another girl was called by Ghislaine, and when they had finished, another girl was called. Ransom also confirmed that Epstein kept videotapes of high-profile men raping underage girls as sexual blackmail. She says she saw some of those sex tapes herself, explaining, quote, when my friend had sexual intercourse with blank, and blank, sex tapes were in fact filmed on each occasion by Jeffrey. She also said Epstein was clever. He made sure he wasn't in the video, so it couldn't have been used against him. Ransom says she got her hands on one of those videos and backed it up on, you know, those little thumb drives and sent them to different locations in Europe because she's scared someone from Epstein's inner circle still could get her. So if Sarah has the videos, the FBI has to have them too, right? The only one that's been arrested is the madam. There's all these high-profile guys on these videos, right? Committing statutory rape, right? So how come nothing's come from that? Something doesn't add up here. We know the FBI let Epstein get away with abuse for over a decade. They even used him as an informant. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. He helped them with a Bear Stearns investigation. So is the FBI covering for Epstein's rich and powerful friends that abused the girls? Are they blackmailing people from the tapes for more information? We can only speculate. That's right. That is right. And I agree with Nancy. She says, and I agree, I share her sentiment. She says, I don't know who or what is real anymore. And that is why we read our Bible daily, folks, because, look, there is so much deception still that is taking place. And some of it, I'm sure, for good reason, because when it comes to these uh, delicate yet um, complex military operations that are occurring, obviously the masses cannot know what's going on, right? There has to be levels of deception even on the good side, because you can't let the bad actors and the deep state on the other side know who is who. <clears throat> Does that make sense? And I, I do believe that all will be revealed in due time. I really do believe all will be revealed. It's just, you know, it, it's not going to be overnight. My mother-in-law, we were just talking about this today. Even my mother-in-law was saying, she goes, I'm just ready to see and hear all this stuff come out. I said, yeah, but if you actually are paying attention, things are slowly coming out. It's just because of the level of which we are awake, we just want the big stuff to come out like right now. You know, like I get it. Like we all want that. <clears throat> Sadly, we still can't do that because there's still such a large percentage of our country that don't even know who the hell Jeffrey Epstein even is and don't even know that he is one of the many components uh, that has behind blackmailing are people in Congress to pedophile and human trafficking rings. I mean, you try to tell the average person that, hey, uh, the majority of Congress is implicated in child trafficking and, and, and pedophilia. They'd look at you like you were a nut job and you belong in the loony bin with a straitjacket. 
And yes, I agree with April. She says, too bad for them. Wakey, wakey. Yeah, I agree. They need to be jolted out of their uh, out of their slumber. Here's another one here, uh, another audio. Um, somebody was listing a bunch of names that's on this list. Those videos? Clinton, George Mitchell, Alex Baldwin, R- Ralph Fenice, George Hamilton, Dustin Hoffman, Kevin Spacey, Liz Hurley, Laura Hunton, Janice Dixon, Naomi Campbell, Christy Tur- Turlington. Uh, Henry Kissinger, which may be one of the most evil men on the world. He is. Yeah. Joan Rivers, Courtney Love, Mick Jagger, Courtney Guest, uh, Phil Collins, uh, Simon LeBon, Charlie Rose of PBS, Richard Branson, Candace Bushel, Tom Ford, uh, Vera Wang, Nadia Byerlin, uh, Co Stark, and here's some more. Seth Green, James Gunn, mm-hmm. Dan Schneider, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Spacey, Kev- uh, Kathy Griffin, Oprah Winfrey, Sean Carter, Beyonce Knowles, Anthony Kiedis, John Legend, Christy Teigen, Jim Carrey, Steven Tyler, Ben Affleck, Stephen Collins, Will Ferrell, uh, Eminem, J- Jeffrey Jones, Victor Salva, Mark Rector, Charlie Sheen, Tyler Grasham, Madonna, Catherine Hudson, Gwen Stefani, uh, Stefani Germolta, James Franco, Will Smith. Oh, has Will Smith been in the news lately? Justin yeah. Rowland, John Cusack, <clears throat> Anderson Cooper, Demi Moore, uh, Brian Affleck, Meryl Streep, Wanda Sykes, Ch- Chelsea Handler, uh, Michelle Wolf, uh, Farrell Williams, uh, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, there is a lot more on that list. Another one that bums, uh, so Chris in Michigan says Katie Hudson bums me out. Yeah, you know who uh, um, bummed me out? Um, of course, now I'm not going to think of her name now. She's an actress. Um, <sighs> damn it, I can't remember her name. She plays in the uh, movie. Um, of course, I would forget. She, there was a movie that she played and starred in with Ron Reynolds where she played his boss um, and she was about to get imported. Damn it. Why can't the proposal? What's her name? Um, see, this is how out of touch and how forgetful I am. Um, not Julia Roberts. Who the hell? Uh, yes. Je- uh, Sandra Bullock. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Sandra Bullock. I cannot remember her name. Boy, am I already forgetting my memory that quick? Um, no, Jennifer Aniston. No, that's another demon monster too. Apparently everybody in Hollywood always talks about how Jennifer Aniston has the greatest pizza parties, quote unquote, pizza parties, right? She's another one of those sick freaks. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Sandra Bullock, that was one that I was really bummed out about. And one that my wife was bummed out about was, uh, uh, Keith Urban. She was really bummed out about Keith Urban. He was on that list as well. But, uh, yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah, you know, and that's another thing too. So somebody here in the chat says heard both Jennifer Aniston and, um, um, Sandra Bullock are really men. Yeah. I've heard that too. In fact, that's a lot of people that I've heard that about in Hollywood, that a lot of the women are really men that did the transgender weenie snip and tuck gender flipping thing, you know, because it's the cool thing the kids are doing and that a lot of uh, the men, and I again, I don't know how true this is, folks, but a lot of, you know, the men, uh, if you want to call them that, are really women. So I don't know what's true, what's not true. I have no idea. But you know what? In today's world, nothing freaking surprises me anymore. It really, it really doesn't. It, it really doesn't. 
Um, here's one last audio piece I want to play because again, back to Bill Gates. Whatever happened to Bill Gates? Remember that they they got uh, that Bill and Melinda got divorced when um you know after 2020 when all this stuff started coming out about uh, Bill being on uh, some of these flights going to Epstein. L- listen to what uh, Melinda has to say on on all of this. Those are questions Bill needs to answer. Okay. You know, it was also widely reported that Bill had a a friendship or business or some kind of contact with Jeffrey Epstein and that you were not, uh, that that was very upsetting to you. Did that play a role in in the divorce at all in this process? Yeah, as I said, it's not one thing, it was many things, but I did not like uh, that he'd had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, no. Mm -hmm. And you made that clear to him? I made that clear to him. I also met Jeffrey Epstein exactly one time. Did you? Yes, because I wanted to see who this man was. And um, I regretted it from the second I stepped in the door. He was abhorrent, he was evil personified. I had nightmares about it afterwards. So, you know, my heart breaks for these young women because that's how I felt. And here I'm an older woman. My God, I feel terrible for those young women. It was awful. You felt that the moment you walked in. I didn't he realize was awful. that. Yeah. And you shared that with Bill and he still continued to spend time with him? Any of the questions remaining about what Bill's relationship there was, those are for Bill to answer. Wow, Nancy was saying right here, I saw George Strait's name on one of those lists and couldn't believe that. Yeah, you know, nothing surprises me anymore. Um, yeah, Chris and Michigan. Wow, I, you know, that's interesting. Uh, Chris and Michigan says, I never heard anything negative about Keanu Reeves. You know, that's another one of those actors, right? And I would say he would be considered, I guess, among the Hollywood elite, probably a, a B-list actor, right? But yeah, I haven't heard anything about him either. George Strait, though, that one surprises me. I'm very shocked to hear that about George Strait because, um, yeah, that one that one blows my mind. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember seeing George's name on some of the lists that I saw that got first leaked back in 2020. But then again, you know, it, it's when you're sifting through all this information, it's easy to miss stuff. But wow, that is very, very interesting. Chris was saying every photo I've seen him take with anybody he refuses to touch the women. Huh. Yeah, that is interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah, somebody else was saying, yeah, George Strait will break my sister's heart. Read an article once by one of his pool people, and they said he was a real jerk. Wow, that's that really sucks to hear, because I really enjoyed some of George Strait's music, you know, Young Troubadour, and yeah, that's a... Uh, that kind of that's that's very disappointing, man. You, you guys just broke my heart right here because George Strait, I always thought was one of the greats in, in country music. But uh, you know, it, you know, when you think you know people, you know, when you think you know people, um, and then they they surprise you, right? They surprise you. And so, yeah, that's what my mom was saying. Coastal runner, she says he doesn't kiss women because of his wife. Saw that in an interview. Respect for his wife. That is awesome. You know, and it makes you wonder, maybe that's why Keanu Reeves was one of the ones uh, that was picked to do that movie, The Matrix, right? Because we always, I always keep saying and have read online that The Matrix is uh, more or less a documentary, right? More or less a documentary of what we're going through in real time, right? Uh, very, very interesting. But um, 
So, but anyways, but yeah, you know, there's just so much going on out there, folks. And I think that's what Trump really meant, you know, when he said at the end of his post, may they rot in hell. Maybe a lot of these people are already taken out, which is why we haven't heard much of them. And if we do see some of these people that we've read on this list, um, could they be people with CIA masks? You know, uh, the technology, they have the technology. I mean, are they computer generated by AI? Um, Very well possible. But here's one thing that I do know. I never shared this story with you guys. I think I'm going to share it with you right now because um, I got a couple minutes. Um, <clears throat> and then I got to go night-night because it's bedtime for me. And then I get to see my mom. She flies in tomorrow. She was supposed to fly in today, but something must have happened with her airplane because her flight kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and it kept getting delayed. And finally, they just rescheduled it for tomorrow. So she flies in tomorrow. But, um, <clears throat> but I will share this story with you. Now, speaking of the CIA... And no, I'm not CIA. Um, But speaking of the CIA, so my wife was helping my mother-in-law. So there's this woman that my mother-in-law was helping. She was uh, going into a uh, a program because she was very much, uh, I can't remember if she was, uh, if she was an alcoholic. I think it was part and parcel. Like she was an alcoholic who spent a lot of money and just, she was a hoarder. She just had so much, right? And she lost her job. I forgot what the exact story was, but at the end of the day, she ended up having to go into a program. She had to sell her house. She had to sell everything she had and uh, to be able to, you know, fund this program to help clean her up. Okay. So my mother-in-law took the task, um, took the task of helping her sell all her jewelry, right? Uh, To sell all her jewelry. So, and then she would take the money and then give it to her uh, because this lady bought everything off of QVC and in, in every jewelry store you can think of. Right. And so there was so many, there were so many pieces of jewelry. It would take forever to sell all of it individually. Well, my wife posted on Facebook, we have a ton of jewelry. Anybody want to come by, look at it, right? Like if you're looking to buy large quantities of jewelry, come, you know, so come check it out. Well, this guy responds saying, Hey, like, so basically this guy responds saying, you know, I'm an estate buyer. So he, he goes and he scouts out for jewelry from estates, from deceased people and stuff like that. Right. And then of course he makes an offer and then he tries to sell it at a profit. Okay. Understandable. So this guy comes over, I forgot his name. Uh, We got his business card. And my wife, so we, we, we allowed him to come over to our house and I was there because I would never let any of this happen unless I was there. Um, so we let him come over to inspect the jewelry and you could tell he was legit. I mean, cause he had, you know, he knew what to look for because there were specific pieces. He was very specific about buying and some that he didn't want to touch. He said, no, I, that's really not worth it. This doesn't hold any value, whatever. You could tell he knew what the hell he was looking for. So anyway. This guy comes over, he's about mid to upper fifties. All right. Maybe pushing 60, I would say mid upper fifties, right around that range ish. And, um, a little bit kind of, you know, overweight, not by much, not, you know, a little hefty, but not like fat. Okay. And I'm saying all this for a reason. And he comes over in this old, you know, old Chevy truck. And, uh, so my wife made a phone call because he made an offer. And so she's like, well, I need to go make a phone call to make sure that this offer is fine. 
And so while she's on the phone a few feet away, me and him start talking. And I asked him, I said, so what do you do for a living other than this? Like, this is very interesting that you do this, but like, what did you do in a previous life? Like, what, what, what was your career slash still is your career? You know, obviously you go around buying this stuff, you know, from estates and, and, and resell it, right? Resale. I said, but what'd you used to do? And he's like, oh, I used to work, uh, I used to work in Europe and different places overseas. And, and, uh, and now I'm kind of, you know, semi-retired from that. I said, really? I said, that sounds pretty interesting. I said, what, what made you kind of give up that line of work that, you know, uh, you know, you got to go around the world, you got to travel. He goes, well, he goes, just some things kind of happened that, um, kind of put some people in harm's way and I just, it ended up falling apart. And so I ended up having to come back stateside here. And I looked at the guy, I said, boy, sir, I said, if I didn't know any better, it sound like you are a CIA operative and his eyes bulged when i say his eyes bulged out like he did not hide his poker face because he was probably wondering who the hell are you like wondering what do i know me i was just taking a guess but i was like sounds like to me you were a cia operative and he like i said his eyes bulged down he looked at me he's like um yeah actually i i was um still am to a, a light capacity but yeah and uh so we talked lightly about that until, you know, Katie got off the phone. But I found that very interesting, though, how he was sharing that story about how he worked overseas and over in Europe, particularly in Germany. And he was talking about, like I said, you know, he was saying how, um, you know, things happened where it put certain people in harm's way. And he actually did say it word for word that, you know, people were dying. And, and, and it was very interesting how he had to come back from Europe back to the United States. And so, like I said, I just took a, a random shot in the dark and Katie right here, she just, you know, my wife, she just chimed in the chat. So she's my witness to this, but like legit, I, I just, I just called it for what it was. I'm like, dude, it sounds like you were a CIA operative. And he was like, yeah, I actually, I was, uh, how would you know that? I said, well, I said, it's very easy to pick up on based on what you were saying. You know, the, it was just very, very interesting. But anyways, so he bought the jewelry. He bought what he needed, right? So after my wife got the okay, yeah, it's okay to sell this set of jewelry for this amount of money, right? Well, he made the comment saying, well, if you decide to sell any more, um, I'm interested in this, this, and this. Let me know, you know, if you want to sell more. Um, and this is what I'm looking for, right? And so he just kind of, so he left. He gave us the money and then he left. Well, here's what's interesting. My wife ended up reaching out to him saying, hey, nobody else is trying is, is wanted to buy this particular silver or sterling silver or whatever it was, this type of jewelry. And you said that if uh, we didn't get any hits on this to give you a call back. So she sent him a message saying, hey, we still have this if you're interested. And he was not interested at all. He was like, nope, nope, uh, not interested. To, uh, you know, silver, you know, so there's silver is not going for anything and it's losing value and blah, blah, blah. Like he made every excuse in the book not to come back over. Now that could have been, but I just found it really interesting how he wanted nothing to do with coming back over to our house. Now, why that is, I don't know. Maybe it was nothing. Maybe it was nothing, but I thought it was very, very interesting when I saw, like I said, his face looked very shocked and surprised which I'm surprised that he was surprised that I guessed that based on what he was saying. Cause like Chris in Michigan was saying a lot of the times it's because of what they're not saying. That's right. And so, 
So anyway, I just thought that was very odd. I was like, wow, I'm like, we actually had a CIA operative in our household here that uh, hopefully he didn't plant any bugs. I should buy a bug sweeper and make sure there's no listening devices in my house. You know, who knows? But anyways, but uh, yeah, very interesting. But, you know, the CIA, they're all implicated in the child trafficking. And yes, I agree with Trump when he's, you know, I'm going to parrot what Trump said in his post. May they all rot in hell. May all these scumbags rot in hell for what they've done. So anyways, let's get into the prayer, shall we? All right. Heavenly Father, grant us that wisdom to discern right the right time to hold reverence for what is good and to shield ourselves from shame and help us understand the difference between shameful guilt and honorable respect we ask that you grant us the strength to resist favoritism and intimidation speaking with wisdom at the appointed time and letting knowledge flourish through our words and may we always uphold the truth humbly acknowledging our ignorance and mistakes and grant us the humility to accept our faults without resistance and the discernment not to lower ourselves before fools or rulers. We ask that you empower us to stand unwavering for righteousness, knowing that God stands with us in the face of adversity and may our speech reflect humility and our actions, diligence, shunning deceit and arrogance. And we ask that you guide us to lead with integrity, neither domineering nor distrustful, but compassionate and fair. Help us grasp the balance between receiving and giving, knowing when to offer with an open hand and when to hold firm. And we strive to embody these teachings in our lives and deeds, seeking righteousness and wisdom in all of our endeavors. And we pray for the men and the women and the children that are victims of human trafficking. We pray that all of these victims can be rescued and returned safe and sound. And we just pray for all the families in our nation that they can hold firm against the tactics of the devil. Because strong families create a strong nation and the devil knows us. And so we ask that you deliver us the strength that we need to resist Satan and all his evil legions of demons. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Yeah, like my wife was saying um, in the chat here, um, back to the CIA guy, um, she was saying he only stood at the head of the table, didn't touch anything. She was watching. Yeah, that's one thing about my wife. She's really good at paying attention to people and what they're doing. So, um, you know, but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. You know, having that guy just, like I said, it was just, there was something off about him, you know, and when I just started probing, asking him what he did for a living and, you know, he was kind of skating around what he did. And I was like, well, 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 it sounds like you were CIA dude. But anyway, so one last audio play piece I want to play before we, uh, close it out. Just a final uplifting message. Um, but again, remember folks like, uh, Matt, uh, Romans 10, 13 always says everyone on who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's Romans 10, 13. Here's the last audio piece for the night. And we're going to close it out. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Protecting you from something that was going to kill, steal and destroy your destiny. While you thought you were being rejected, remember God has a plan for you. Sometimes, God will let you walk into uncomfortable situations where all you can do is rely on Him. Don't be anxious. 
God is about to show you he is faithful. Trust God to save your situation. Your time is coming. Have faith. If it's meant to be, God will make a way. Don't stress, God has a plan. Once, a man was asked, what did you gain by regularly praying to God? The man replied, nothing. But let me tell you what I lost. Anger, ego, greed, depression, insecurity, and fear of death. Sometimes, the answer to our prayers is not gaining but losing, which ultimately is the gain. God, I will trust you even in the unknown. Dear God, make my days useful, my home peaceful, and my efforts fruitful. Dear God, I want to thank you for all those things you do that I never see, helping me get through each day safely, making sure my family is protected, and your many other countless blessings. Amen. Drop an amen if you are thankful and share it with someone who needs to hear this today. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. forget to check out the website www.hisheartline.com and if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly go to www.national-assembly.net that's www.national-assembly.net it's time to get active ladies and gentlemen let's go
Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.